Ever since I've been born, I've been getting my mail here in Burdine for 46 years. Me and my family and my grandparents. And I lived right here on over one hill, and uh, I'm kind of getting a little tore up here. Uh, I've sent letters out here and, you know, packages out through Christmas time and stuff. That was Blake White, standing outside the Burdine Post Office in Letcher County, Kentucky, with the day's mail under his arm. The Burdine office is the oldest in Letcher County, founded in 1898, 13 years before a neighboring Jenkins was established as a city by the Consolidation Coal Company. But today, residents fear for its survival. As post office closures sweep the country, the Burdine office is one of nine in Letcher County alone on the national list of postal facilities that might be shut down. Tim Reynolds is the post office review coordinator for the state of Kentucky and also covers parts of southern Indiana, and he has been one of the officials overseeing the Postal Service's consolidation plans for the region. Uh, the proposals to close have been posted in all the offices. Uh, we've hosted all of our community meetings for Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky and southern Indiana, we had 131 offices that we're studying, and then we had another 35 or 40 offices that we already had in the process. So, so we were looking around 175 offices uh, in our district. Nationwide, we're studying 3,700 post offices. Many of which are in far-flung rural and suburban communities. Burdine resident and county magistrate Wayne Fleming fears that the impact this would have on his community would be devastating. I'm afraid when our post office closes that our community will just not exist as being a Burdine community, you know. And that's what you separate. That's, That's... Burdine Post Office, you know, everybody relates it with Burdine. We've got, still got a, a grade school, uh, but they're talking about even a close in head. The post office is really our only big identity we've got. We don't have a grocery store. We don't have nothing like that for people to congregate with. This is it, you know. We, we accept change as good as anybody does, you know, but... Uh, when they talk about just totally shutting our post office down, it's like shutting our community down. Post Office Review Coordinator Tim Reynolds has been to community meetings on pending closures throughout the region and understands residents' fears. Well, the concerns are pretty much the same at every community meeting, and these are legitimate concerns that folks have. Uh, The number one thing is what about the seniors? What about disabled folks in the community? Uh, Other concerns that they have is about travel uh, to the next office, uh, to the office to to, to receive services, things of that effect. And uh, one of the big items is community identity. Uh, As far as for our seniors and our disabled folks, uh, we are very concerned about them. And we find that uh, once that folks convert to HCR, highway contract route delivery, or rural route delivery, we find that that the folks are are really satisfied with the service. Sometimes that change factor is something that, that we just don't necessarily like. Connie Belcher of Burdine is one of many who worries about the increased distance it would be to travel to the next closest office in Jenkins and doesn't see route delivery as a good solution. My husband is a veteran, disabled veteran, and his medication comes through the post office. Some of it has to be signed for. And if they put us on a route mail, then we would have to be at home when those pills come in order for him to get them, and if not, then we'd have to 
find a way to get them, and I don't drive in bad weather. And I can walk here from where I live, but I can't walk to Jenkins or nowhere else. And Jenkins is not handicapped accessible for us people sometimes. So it would be a, a big hardship. I'm Danny Ratliff. I live up here. I'm crippled. I got 32 bolts in my hip. And a lot of times I cannot walk up steps. At uh, Jenkins Post Office has no handicap service whatsoever. This post office has been here since 1898, I believe. It's a it would be very inaccessible for me to have to drive extra mileage and stuff. Limited income. I'm a coal miner, worked mines 29 years underground. And uh, But this is more than a post office. This, you take this away and you're taking, Bird Island ain't going to have nothing. Won't have nothing. While no final decisions have been made by postal officials, Offices could close as early as January of next year. According to the agency, a rapid decline in mail volume is the primary cause of the Postal Service's current financial crisis. Again, Tim Reynolds. I think we've been in business 235 years, and I think we're going to be in business for a lot more years. But we're going to have to change the way that we do business. Uh, you know, the way we communicate has, has changed so rapidly just in the last few years. In the years 2000 through probably 2003, 2004, we were making money. Uh, then the economy uh, had to turn down and electronic media just started to explode at the same time. And we just had the perfect financial storm. Uh, so uh, that's why we're in the position that we're in. However, others think mail volume has little to do with the root cause of the problem. Sally Davidow is a spokesperson for the American Postal Workers Union, which represents approximately 250,000 workers nationwide, including window clerks, mail processors, maintenance crews, and truck drivers. Davidow sees this as a manufactured crisis that could easily be averted through congressional action. The overwhelming majority of the Postal Service's financial difficulties are the result of a law that was passed in 2006, the Postal Accountability and Enhancement Act, that requires the Postal Service to pre-fund the health care benefits for future retirees. No other company or federal agency in the, in the country is required to do this. And they run more than $5.5 billion a year. So you can imagine what it's like for any business to start each year with you know $5.5 billion in the hole. And that's exactly what's happening to the Postal Service. And that's really what's driven the Postal Service to the edge of bankruptcy. And if that problem were corrected, it would go a long way to relieving the forces that are pushing the Postal Service to make these massive cutbacks. They would not be necessary. While the Postal Service is an independent agency of government and subject to congressional control, it receives no taxpayer dollars. The Postal Service has been in the red ever since the Postal Accountability and Enhancement Act was passed five years ago, and now faces imminent default this month on its annual $5.5 billion payment to pre-fund retiree health benefits. To deal with the situation, in addition to reviewing 3,700 post offices for closure, the Postal Service is considering closing 252 of the nation's 461 mail processing centers, including those in Hazard and Pikeville, and cutting what could amount to 100,000 postal employees. Again, Post Office Review Coordinator Tim Reynolds. 
and we have to start operating more like a business. Uh, and you know, we are required to provide to our customers by law regular and effective services. We are not required to have a post office in every community. In taking such drastic measures, the Postal Service aims to cut $3 billion from its operating budget. Yet closing over half of the nation's mail processing centers would require downgrading first-class delivery standards that have been in place since 1971. Again, APWU spokesperson Sally Davidow. We really think that this is um, exactly the wrong way to go. The Postal Service uh, you know, should be doing everything they can to be more modern and to remain relevant in the digital age, not making, they should not be going backwards and making mail slower and therefore inherently less relevant and less meaningful in the digital age. Uh, and we think that this plan will, you know, have a devastating effect on mail service, clearly. But it will also really have a long-term negative effect on the Postal Service as an institution itself. You know, it will drive businesses away, drive customers away, and um, obviously it'll have a very bad effect on the communities where the facilities are located, especially in, in small communities. You know, the Postal, Postal Service is a good employer, paid, pays relatively, you know, uh, stable middle-class wages that people really rely on. So in a rural community, you know, that it could just be devastating to the, to the life of a town or a city if the post office uh, closes up shop. You know, like we have maybe 24 uh, local jobs here in Pikeville. Connie Sloan is president of the American Postal Workers Union Area Local 2324 in Pikeville, Kentucky, where one processing center might close. And you take that money and it's spent local and it, uh, you know, just has a little effect of where it stays local, then, you know, the money's going to stay here. But when you take, when you take these jobs out and you no longer have these people making this income, uh, it's going to drastically hurt the economy in each, each city. Unless changes are made regarding the Postal Service's required $5.5 billion annual deposit, David Alfier's postal delivery in this country will become increasingly privatized, with negative effects for customers and workers alike. Unfortunately, there are people in Congress who just don't believe in government. They don't want to see any institution of the federal government succeed and work and serve the American people effectively. They would rather see the Postal Service privatized. What they don't realize is that uh, that might work well for, you know, New York City where there's a high concentration of population and it would be very profitable to deliver mail, but um, not so effective for rural uh, and suburban communities or poor urban communities where there's not sufficient volume uh, to make it profitable, where people are more spread out and the costs of delivering mail are, are higher. So... Um, you know, it, that would really be a, a, a terrible outcome for, for rural communities, certainly. Their costs would skyrocket. We have wrote letters to the congressmen and stuff, and the one you get from Hal Rogers is like a form letter. I guess that everybody's getting. But uh, it doesn't bother them because they got somebody to do all their running and do all their stuff. So it doesn't bother them. But the little people out here, the one that has worked all their lives to build and to make our nation what it is, that's the ones that's getting hurt. Connie Belcher of Burdine, Kentucky. For more information on Postal Service cuts, you can visit usps.com news 
or www.savethepostoffice.com. With Mimi Pickering, I'm Sylvia Ryerson, reporting for WMMT.